You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleveland, Texas and meets on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleveland.com. The story of Easter is one of the greatest events that happened in our history, and that's just it. It's no story. It actually happened. In fact, you can look back through history and see that Jesus was a historical person. In fact, the tomb being empty is a historical fact. Like, well, how can you say that, Pastor? How can you know that? Well, I'll put it to you this way. The disciples that Mary Magdalene spoke about, did Mary do a good job? She, she got in modern clothing for today, uh, just for you guys. She didn't want y'all to feel uncomfortable. Uh, it's Easter. You can laugh. It's fine, okay? Um, the disciples, each one of them, died a horrible, painful death that they could have avoided had they just said that Jesus didn't really rise from the dead. The Roman government... The, the body, or Christians were a big issue for the Roman government. And all the Roman government would have had to have done is produce the body of Jesus, and instantly it would have been over. And then, there again, we talk about the story. The stone was rolled away. The Roman soldier had run away. These are the fiercest warriors that we have in history. Now, it can be argued uh, which was the fiercest warrior, but these were tough dudes. And he had run away in fear. And he was gone. You know what? He actually could have been killed for fleeing his post. But yet what happened shook him so much that he ran away. And the size of the stone was so heavy, it was like two dually pickup trucks that could have been moved. You know, the big big Texas trucks with the two tires on the back? Those are dualies, right? You know, because we live in Texas, you got to have big trucks, all right? And all of that, not to mention that Jesus appeared to more than 3,000 people, and all of them said that he had risen again. So guys, it's, it's hotly debated throughout history, but we're here to celebrate today that Jesus rose from the dead. And I wanted to talk about what the angel said to Mary Magdalene, because that's what I'm going to focus on today. You can find it in Mark 16, 6. It says this, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I know that you're here looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He isn't here. He has risen victoriously. So that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. Why the resurrection gives us victory. Why the resurrection gives us victory. If you have your Bibles, grab them. Go to Romans. I'm going to be in Romans chapter 6, starting verse 8 today. I'll be there all day. Um, but if you don't have your Bible, don't worry about it. Grab your phone. Uh, yes, the pastor is approving cell phone use in church as long as you put it on silent. If not, uh, I withhold the right to make fun of you um, if it goes off, uh, and I will. Uh, and you can download the Hope Church Cleburne app from your Google Play or your App Store. Uh, you can follow along with my notes. You can sign up for the women's conference. Our small groups are on there. The schedule of everything that we have going on. All things Hope Church can be found from the app. You can give on it. You can find out what's coming up next, what's our next. You can register for the growth track. Everything is on the app. So make sure you download it and you can follow along with me today. So why 
the resurrection gives us victory. Noah, can you pull me down a little bit? When I get excited, I feel it. And I'm going to get excited. I know I will. Uh, So I didn't want to hurt anybody's ears. Number one, a relationship with Jesus. The first thing the resurrection gives us is it gives us the opportunity of a relationship with Jesus. Romans chapter 6 verse 8 says, Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. To put it very simply to you guys, to live as a follower of Christ, one must die to themselves. You know, the best way I can put it to you guys uh, about dying to yourself is, is I used to be a young, single guy. I could do whatever I wanted. I could go whenever I wanted. I, if I wanted to go to the Ranger game, I'd go to the Ranger game. Now, if you ask me to go to a Ranger game as a married man, what's my first response? Hey, let me check with my wife. Why? Because I want to live, right? Okay, let's just, let's just be honest. Because if I don't check, what happens? You die a slow, painful death, right? Um, and so, and then I asked my wife, and and you know, my wife is is amazing. She always says yes, uh, but <laughs> most of the time. And uh, <laughs> but when I was single, I didn't have to worry about these things. I also learned that as a uh, a young single man, did you know that you actually have the sheets on your bed? You actually have to take them off and wash them. Did you know that? I didn't know that until they started to smell really bad. But now my wife, like once a week. You know, I, I don't think you, you really have to, but apparently once a week you have to take them off, wash them, and put them back on the bed. Uh, you know, and then, then the, the toothpaste tube, okay? I've always just gone from the end of the toothpaste tube. Now I have my wife and other kids that just grab it in the middle, and you just, it just hurts you just thinking about it, right? Those OC, everybody that's OCDs come up to me after service, they're like, yeah, that drives me crazy. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, yes, OCD is a real thing, okay? My wife wants me to take medications. I said, no, I will not. Uh, just pitch the, the toothpaste from the right side. Uh, and then, <laughs> then toilet paper, right? Over the top or under? You're all wrong. It, it, you just set it. You don't change it. You just set it right there on the top. <laughs> That's all you have to do. It doesn't change it. You don't have to change it. Uh, you just leave the, the empty one there. Uh, but my whole life has changed. Now I'm a dad. I have four other little ones in my house to think about. It's not all about me anymore. And in the same way is a relationship with Christ. The way that we walk with Jesus is different. We can't do the same things. Why? Because we don't want to. We want to live a life. Is Christ. And so in order to walk with Jesus, we must put our desires to death. I stand before you today, a recovering rock star. Okay. I know this is a shock to some of you. Some of you that have been here long enough have seen me up here playing one of these instruments and, and wanting to rock and roll. Um, and, and here's the thing. I wanted to tour the world. I wanted to play instruments. I wanted to be in a rock band, but obviously God had something different for me. He wanted me to be a pastor. And now I stand before you today, a pastor, your pastor, but I still want to be a rock star, okay? Now, every once in a while, Pastor Mo gives me the opportunity to live the dream up here. In fact, I think I'm playing next week. Am I? You don't know. Okay, that's good. (laughs) We'll check planning center after the service. (laughs) I might be playing next week. Uh, she's still mad at me because I, I told her that I was I would play the week that I was in Meridian accident. Sorry, uh, and so, but I I love this. 
But here's the thing. God has called me to something different. And he's told me over and over and over again, yes, it's fun for you to stand up here and play these instruments. And I think we would all say that it's a good thing. I'm not hurting anyone by doing it. But God has called me to be a pastor. He's not called me to be a rock star. And so I've got to put my desires to death. And I've got to live in the calling that Christ has called me to be in relationship with him. Number two, death is defeated. Because of the resurrection, death is defeated. Romans chapter six, starting verse nine says, for we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. To death he died. He died to sin once and for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. As the resurrection is what makes the good news the good news. It is the resurrection. That is the reason we have good news to talk about. Because guys, here's the thing. From the beginning, we see in Genesis that sin entered in the world. Satan was always, his plan was always to keep us down. His plan was to always to remind us how bad we were. But what hell meant to break you has failed. Like it said in the song. What Satan wants to do is to remind you of all the bad things that you've done in your life. What Jesus wants to do is to remind you that you were his called child, called for a purpose. He's not worried about all that stuff you did in the past. He's not worried about who you once were. He's worried about your future. He wants to call you to do great things. He's not worried about everything else. God is not concerned with the things that I once did. He's only concerned what he's called me to do from now forward. And so, guys, we have to understand that death has been defeated. It's through Christ that one day we will experience death, okay? Guys, we just got done with tax season. How many, how many people uh, are a fan of tax season? Nobody, right? Okay, well, there's two things in life that are guaranteed to us. It's taxes and what? Death, right. Okay. Happy Easter, everybody. Um, But here's the thing. We will all die one day, but it's because of this weekend. It's because of the resurrection that we now have hope that one day we don't have to taste the sting of death. In fact, Paul later in one of his epistles says that those that are in Christ don't taste death. And, you know, one of the things I have the honor to do as a pastor, and I consider it an honor because it's, it's one of the hardest moments for many families, is to be there when someone passes away. And I'm here to tell you, those that pass that are in Christ, it is so peaceful because I can see that God takes their spirit, that takes their soul, their part of them that lives instantly into his presence. But guys, here's the thing. One day you will face that. God made a way for you to spend eternity in heaven with him, but you have to choose that. Now, many people say, you know, well, pastor, well, what about going to hell? Well, we have two choices to spend forever eternity with God or forever in hell. And then their next question usually is, well, pastor, how can a loving God send people to hell? Well, there's a simple answer for that. You know, sin, you know, Because of sin, hell was never intended for you. In fact, before the foundation of the world, Satan rose up against God in heaven, and God sent 
the angels that rose up against him with Satan into hell. He banished them to hell. And so he never intended for you to go to hell at all. In fact, because of sin, hell is a byproduct of our sinful nature. But what Jesus did is he went to that cross to make a way for all. The Bible says Jesus went to the cross so that all will be saved. It's not God's intention for you to go to hell. He wants you to choose you, choose him. The problem is he gave you free will. And so you have the choice of whether to choose him or not. So really God's not sending anyone to hell. You're making that choice. And so what God is saying to you is, will you choose me today? The third reason the resurrection gives us victory is sin has no hold on us. Sin no longer has a hold on us. Romans 6 verse 11, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. So every week I do a lot of research for these sermons and one, one thing that I read just stuck out to me. And a lot of times, a lot of my research, I just paraphrase it and, and bring it to you. But this, I just kind of had to read it to you because it's such, it's such well-crafted uh, sentence. I just want to read it right to you and this is it. The cross was sin's final move. The resurrection was God's checkmate. The game is over. Sin is forever in defeat. Christ the victor died to sin once and for all, and lives now in unbroken fellowship with God. What we're saying is this is God's victory over sin. What we're saying to you is you are no longer who you once were. When we choose God, we are made alive in him, and we are called to be different. We are called to look different. Guys, you look all over the world. And you can see, I mean, just look on social media. You can see how hateful people are to each other. Just go read the comments of things sometimes. And you're like, God, would you say that to someone's face? Usually the answer is no. But we're all evil people on the inside. We are. But here's the thing. When we choose to follow Christ, what we are defined as, we are defined by love. What makes us different is we are called to love. We are called to be of love. My hope and our prayer every Sunday morning is that when you walk into this place, you feel loved and you feel a part of this family. We want you to be a part of our family. We want you to be loved because we are different. But that brings me back to kind of what I've said throughout this message. It's my quote for today. It says, a true relationship with Christ means nothing in you can stay the same. A true relationship with Christ means nothing in you can stay the same. Well, here's the problem. In America, we believe that since we were founded as a Christian nation on Christian principles, well, we're all Christians. Well, here's the problem. You're not unless you have accepted Jesus. You have to make that step. You are not a Christian de facto because you live in America. In fact, the more evil America gets, I don't think anybody's a Christian half the time. But here's the thing. If we choose Christ, it's something in us that changes. In fact, the Bible says that you will see the fruit of something different 
in this person. You know, you ever walked in and you had that one person that you can just tell somebody's that something's different about them? There's a lady in our church. She's, um, she's a sweet lady, and, and many people know her. I'm not going to say her name because it would embarrass her. But when she prays, you feel the Lord. And something is different about her. I know that she meets with God. And, and I, I do too. But when she prays, it's like, hmm, you feel God. It's like, it's like she begins to pray and this, this, the, the wind comes in the room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some of you know who I'm talking about. But, but guys, we are called to be different. We are called to be changed. And guys, walking the aisle at youth camp or walking the aisle at church, saying a prayer, then going back out and living however you want to, that's not changing. That's just get fire insurance. Guys, We all can say that we don't want to go to hell. I think we get that. But here's the difference. Not wanting to go to hell does not not send us to hell. Being a Christian is what doesn't send us to hell. And being a follower of Christ means exactly that. Following the things of Christ and trying to be like him every day. And I'm not here to say that it's easy. I'm your pastor. In fact, as a pastor, I need Jesus all the more because people are mean to me. You're like, man, really? People are mean to you, pastor, all the time, just because I am a pastor. And I need Jesus every day, especially when I drive on the highway. (laughs) And people use the left lane. It's the slow lane. The left lane is for passing people. So if you're not going fast enough, get out of the left lane. Because it, it, it's, it's hard on my heart, and I need Jesus all the more that day. Okay? So please, if you see my maroon Highlander or my silver Nissan van behind you, move out of the way. Because I don't want to have to repent after that, okay? I'm joking, but I'm saying we all have... <laughs> Shut up, it's Easter, okay? We're trying to put our best foot forward for the visitors here, Okay? We want them to come back. But I say all that to say this. Just like I need Jesus every day, we all need Jesus every day. We've all got to get up in the morning and take up our cross. I'm not saying that instantly you're going to be perfect. But the difference between a follower of Christ and someone else is we try every day to do what God has called us to do. And that's all he simply asks us to do. So what does this mean for us? What does this mean for you in your life today? If you're new here at Hope Church, I always try to, um, to give you three questions or statements at the end uh, of the message to challenge you throughout your week. So if you're taking notes, uh, now would be a good time. Uh, or you can just use one of these and put it on your Facebook and not give me any credit for it, and it's fine. <laughs> People do that. It's mean, but, you know, it's cool. Number one, are you allowing sin to rule you? Are you allowing sin to rule you? Guys, think of the worst thing that you ever did. Here's the thing. Jesus died for that on the cross. Let me just blow your mind a little bit this Easter Sunday. Jesus went to the cross and died for every sin that you ever committed 2,000 years ago before you ever committed them. Jesus knew that this would happen. Jesus knew that these things would take place. And he already shed his blood for them before you even did it. So stop allowing it to rule your life. 
God wants you to be set free today from that. He wants you to be defined by what he's called you to do, not by your past mistakes. The only person that reminds you of your past mistakes is Satan. Because he knows if he keeps you in the past, then he can't keep you from moving forward. Because you're always looking backward. And so what God is saying to you today is stop worrying about the past. He has called you to move forward. He died for your past on the cross. And he made a way so that you could be saved. Number two, do you need Jesus to set you free? Do you need Jesus to set you free today? You know, guys, it's, it's difficult to walk the walk that we live in. We, it's difficult that we, but here's the thing. When we follow Jesus, he just says, Place your life in my hands and I will take care of the rest. Now, I know you warriors in the room, you're like, how, how can I possibly do that without worrying about it? But here's the thing. God, in one of my favorite verses, he said, he says, lay everything on me. Lean not unto your own understanding and in all of your ways, acknowledge him and I will make your path straight. When we have a relationship with God, he has a way of just making all those things fall into place. You know, I was talking to someone in between the services, and their, their first Sunday with us was six years ago. Six years ago, and we were, we were laughing about how much has changed. Six years ago, we were meeting in the conference center, had to break down the, the stage every Sunday. All this band stuff would have to come down every Sunday. And now we have purchased this building, expanded upon it, have a, have a beautiful uh, property with more property to go. And it's amazing what God has done over these six years. And it seems like it just happened like that. Because here's the thing. When we put all of our hope and all of our trust in God, he just takes care of it. So my last question for you today is, do you need to begin a relationship with Jesus today? Now, I know us, us millennials, I'm, I'm a millennial. Don't judge me. I'm sorry. I, I can't choose when I was born. Uh, I'm actually an older millennial. Um, but us millennials don't like cliches. So we don't like getting saved on Easter and things like that. But let me just release you from that. Because like one of the pastors said, I can't remember who said it, but Easter is every week. The reason we have church on Sunday is because of the resurrection. So really, we're celebrating the resurrection every Sunday. This is just when we celebrate with Easter bunnies and Reese's eggs and praise Jesus, right? Those are my favorite, by the way. They only come this one glorious time of year. Just the right amount of chocolate with peanut butter. Okay, ADD's real. And, uh, but guys, what I'm saying to you today is today is the day you can choose Jesus. Today is the day to begin your relationship with him. You know, because guys, we don't know what's gonna happen when you leave this door. You know, we don't know what's gonna happen this evening. What I want you to do is I want you to leave this place knowing that you are going to spend forever in heaven with Jesus. And the Bible tells us very simply how we can how we can be saved. It says in Romans 10, 9, it says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, 
then you will be saved. Here's the awesome part. God has already taken care of everything for you. All he's doing is waiting on you to say, Lord, I want you today. So guys, what we want you to do is we want you to accept Christ today. Why? Because we want to do life together with you. We want you to accept Christ and we want you to be here with us every week. We don't want to just do this one time a year. We want to do this with you every week. Because we're all broken people in this place, trying to do the best we can to live for God. And if that's you today, you found the right place. But I want to challenge you. Have you taken that first step in following Christ as your Savior? Now, I'm not saying saying a prayer, getting baptized. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, have you truly said to God, God, today I want to give you my life. When it happened for me, I was seven years old. You're like, well, how can you know that it really happened? You were seven because I remember it like it was yesterday. Every night my mom would put me to bed and she'd say, say your prayers, I'll be back and I'll turn, turn off the lights and you can go to bed. But this one day, I was laying in my bed My brother had actually accepted Christ and gotten baptized a few weeks earlier. And I'd been asking a ton of questions. So just this one day with me and God in my bed, I just said a simple prayer. I said, Jesus, today I want to give my life to you. That's it. I didn't, I didn't have to, I didn't have to slaughter an animal. I didn't have to make a sacrifice nothing fancy. I just gave my life over to him. I was ready to give my life over to him. And that's the thing. Jesus is waiting on you. So I'm going to ask the guys to turn the lights off in the back. I'm going to give you an opportunity here in just a second. If you want to accept Jesus today, I'm going to walk you through a simple prayer. Now, there's nothing magical about this prayer. It's just, it's just a group of words to walk you through what this really means. But if you're sitting there today and you're like, man, this is, this is what I want to do. This is what's been missing in my life. That I want you to pray this prayer today. This is what the people have in your life that you're just wondering what makes them so happy. What makes them so happy is Jesus. So wherever you are, I want you to stand with me. Please, now, stand. Come on. I gave a good plea, get to the stand, and then y'all don't stand. Come on. And wherever you are, I want you to bow your head and close your eyes with me. I'm going to try to make this as private and personal as I can in a room full of 100 plus people. Wherever you are, if you want to accept Christ today, I want you to, I want you to repeat after me. Now, you don't have to say it out loud. I'm not, I don't want to embarrass you. You can just say it to yourself where you are. You can say it in your head where only you can hear you. If you want to accept Jesus today, I want you to pray after me. Repeat, dear Jesus, I want to give my life to you today. I confess to you that I'm a sinner. 
I don't have everything figured out. I probably will never have everything figured out. But I want you to be the Lord of my life today. I want you to take my heart and make it your own. And I want to walk the rest of my days with you. Now, if this is you, wherever you are, in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to to go to the back. Our our pastors are standing at the back doors. What they're going to do is they're going to, they're not going to embarrass you here in front of, in front of everybody. They're going to take you to a, to a, to a private area where nobody else is around so they can talk to you. They don't want to embarrass you. Nothing. What they want to do is they want to follow up with you because this is the most important decision you could ever make. And now it's our job as a church to come alongside of you and help you walk out this walk. And that's what we want to do. So everybody with your head bowed and your eyes closed, if that's you today and you want to accept Jesus, I want you to get out from where you are. Go to one of the back doors. I've got two pastors at each back door. I want you to go. I want you to be with them. They're going to take you to another room. And they're going to walk you through what this really means. Or maybe you're sitting there today and you've you've accepted Christ, but you have not been living for him. Maybe you need Christ to be made alive anew in your heart today. Maybe you've, you've walked with him a long time, but you've just not, you've gotten off the path. And you want a renewed relationship with him today. I want you to head to the back, head to one of the back doors. Allow one of the pastors to take you, talk to you. just a moment I'm going to pray for us we've got people up here in the front and the back if you've got prayer today maybe there's something in your heart that's hurting maybe there's something in your heart that you you need God to fix these people are, are up here they'd love to pray with you today it would make their day if they get to pray with you today but we're going to sing a song And if you need to move, if you haven't moved yet, I want you to move during this song. I don't want you to sit there today and just wait. I want you to do it. Why? Because a relationship with Jesus is something that we need to publicly confess to everybody. There's a reason Jesus himself got baptized too. He got baptized because he wanted the whole world to know what God had done on the inside. So don't leave this place today without letting us know what God did on the inside. Let's pray. Jesus, we just thank you today. Lord, I thank you that you're moving in hearts all over this room. Lord, I pray for boldness today. Lord, I pray that you would give people the boldness to step out from where they are. They need to accept you today. Help them to step out from where they are and follow you. Lord, help us not to be worried about what people think about us. Help us not to be worried about what will everybody else think. Lord, help them to understand it by stepping out of that that row. They are joining this amazing family that's here. And we want to help them. We want to help them walk this walk as we're trying to walk it out ourselves. So, Lord, I pray for boldness. I pray for courage today to step out. 
It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to sing this one more song. Don't miss this opportunity today to respond to God. We've got people in the back. They're waiting. You would make their day if you'd come back there. But if today is your day, if you need Jesus in your life, respond to him.